Hello and welcome everybody. Now before I get started with this episode, I do want to say it's a two-part episode with part one being about the MLB and part two being about the NFL and the NBA. So without further ado, let's get right into it and I hope you guys enjoy. Hello and welcome everybody. This is Ryan Marcatel and this is the Up to Bat podcast. Today I have two guests for you. Um, I, they're both my best friends. I have Evan Greenberg and Matthew Struzik and you guys can introduce yourselves. Hey, what's up guys? Hey guys, how's it going? I'm Evan. Uh, I'm actually also a podcast host myself. Um, I graduated from the University of Tampa with an uh, undergrad degree in sport management and big sports fan. Uh, I'm Matt. I've always been a really big sports fan. I started off going to school for sports management, and that, but now I'm going to school for criminal justice. But now I'm just here to enjoy the podcast with you guys. That's what I'm talking about. Well, for today, we have three different topics. Uh, we're going to be talking about the MLB, NBA, and the uh, NFL. Uh, we're going to touch on some current news for sports and then also um, some future predictions and stuff like that. Talk about the status of each game and how it's changing for the future. Um, but for our first topic, we'll be talking about the MLB and sort of the cheating and pine tar scandals and all this stuff like that going on. So if one uh, of you guys want to start, we can get right into it. Yeah, I, I've got some opinions on this. So I don't really think it's cheating, to be quite honest. So pitchers and Ryan, you're, you're a college baseball player, too. I don't right. know how much you know you know about this or how much you're involved in this, but pitchers use substances. And there's nowhere in the MLB rules that explicitly says, you know, what substances aren't allowed to be used as far as, you know, stuff on gloves and the hats, you know, um, used to throw the ball. And for them to come and crack down on it, especially in the middle of a season, very early too, or sorry, very quickly. That's you'll see yeah. you saw it with Tyler Glass now. It's crazy how you're going to go and do that. And then glass now gets hurt from it pretty much because he's going from using something so that he can hold the ball a certain way to right, just nothing at all. Immediately. Exactly. So I, the MLB definitely has some discussions they have to have with the players union and the players in general. Yeah, no, well, I think like, it's like a completely different thing. If it's like something foreign that they're not allowed to have on the mound that it, itself. Like I thought that, initially that like a lot of these guys were bringing something else like outside of the game of baseball onto the field and using that as like their sticky substance. Well, once I watched Tyler Glasnow's interview, because I kind of thought that he was just kind of like cheating his way and he was upset that he got caught doing it. But now after watching like his interview and explaining like how he has to grip the ball in a much, much deeper into his hand and how he just has to use more muscles in his body just to get the same grip that he once had on the ball. And to be honest, like coming from somebody who played baseball at one point, I mean, like I would rather have a pitcher be able to have a lot more control over the ball, whether that be, they are able to spin the ball a lot more than the average guy can. And this is coming from somebody that got drilled in the face <laughs> with a baseball <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in travel ball. <laughs> So yeah, yeah I, I completely get that. Yeah, I mean, like I, I mean, like honestly, like I wish that like some in, in that situation. I mean, like 
that was just like probably like a mid seventies fastball. Like I couldn't imagine what it would be like if it was like somebody like a rollless chap who throws a hundred plus every time. Right. Like I would rather he has a little bit of control over where he's putting the ball over the mat, over the plate, you know? Exactly. And with this, it's, not, it's go ahead. You good. It's not, I I'm sorry. It's not like, and it's also not like, these substances are like giving them like an advantage where the ball is coming in at a harder rate or anything like that. If anything, it's just making it cut a lot harder than anything else. Well, yeah, the main thing it's doing is increasing the spin rate. And you can see once they instituted these things, the spin rates in baseball are down. I think Garrett Cole's fastball is down like 200 RPMs. So there is a line with this too. Some people like glass now who said, I think he was using sunscreen just to grip the ball, you go from him and then you kind of get into the gray area of how far over the line is it to use that spider tack stuff. I don't know if you guys have really heard about that, but it's, it's called spider tack. And apparently it gives you like ridiculous grip on the ball. I feel, I think Bauer was using it last year. I really think Cole was using it in Houston and you can see it in Cole's outings too. Cole was striking out like 10 to 13 batters a game. And then once this, this crackdown came down, he's way down from that. And like I said, his RPMs are all down too. So I, I think there's a fine line between cheating uh, where it could be considered cheating, but since there's no, you know, explicitly written rule on it, it can't be considered actually cheating. Right. And talking about Cole, um, after his start against um, Toronto and Buffalo, I actually went to that game. He was talking about how he wants to talk to MLB and uh, have him talk to the players union about, making like a universal substance that everyone has to use this one substance. They can't use any foreign substance, anything like a spider tack or whatever. But he was like pleading to that the MLB should talk to him about it. And you could tell that it really um, kind of pisses him off about it, how they just did that right in the middle of the season, how it caused an injury right away and stuff like that. Yeah. And Tyler last night was in the Cy Young race too. I mean, the guy was pitching out of his mind. But I, I, I like that idea from Cole with, you know, a universal substance because that would really level the playing field. I mean, you'll, you know people are using it. You know what they're using, and everybody's equal at that point. Right. If you use anything else, you should be suspended, rightfully so. If you have exactly. a universal substance that everyone can use, it's a playing field that everyone can play on. I, mean, I don't see how anybody objects to that unless they just want to be using it for their own selfish gain or something like that. Exactly. You guys have any other uh, thoughts about uh, cheating and pine star. We can move on to the next topic. Yeah, we can go to the next one. All right. For our next topic, we're going to be talking about sort of the changes in the game that are being made, um, such as like how the ball was changed from this year to last year. Um, how the league is talking about moving mounds back a little bit to help out the the uh, hitters and how the strikeout rates have risen over the past couple of years. We talk talk about what caused that, um, and sort of like the future of the game. So, if one of you guys want to start there. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with this. So I, it was really interesting to hear Pete Alonzo talk. I think it was a week or two ago. I don't know if you guys heard it. Um, but Alonzo okay. was saying how he thinks that the MLB is um, messing with the ball depending on the free agent class. So if it's a very pitcher-heavy free agent class, he's thinking, you know, like this year, they're going to deaden it. Yeah. And then, you know, vice versa. So I, I think that's a very weird kind of thing to save from Pete Alonzo, but then you kind of look at the situation and you're like, huh, maybe because Rob Manfred is the commissioner and he's terrible. So you never know <laughs> that that could be happening. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> exactly. And then the mounds, I mean, stop trying to change baseball, please. 
The mountains don't have to be moved back. There's absolutely no reason for that to happen at all. I'm going to throw in a wild card here too. What about the runners on second base rule in extra innings? Oh my, yeah. That's a stupid rule. I feel like like it's just there to get the game over with faster at that point. I feel like it's it's starting to fit a time card more so. Oh yeah, I mean, they've been trying to speed up the um, timing of games, but like... At what but I mean, cost? Like, why do they they don't do that in any other sport? Well, I mean, in hockey, they do play a modified overtime from playoffs, um, where they go three on three instead of five on five. But like, it's just it's just kind of ridiculous at that point where you're like, all right, tenth inning, we're gonna throw a guy on second base, and pretty much whoever gets the first hit wins. Like, it's just yeah, kind of ridiculous. Like, let him play baseball. Pretty much that guy's scoring. Exactly. Like, let, let's let him play baseball. It, there's, they're giving a team an advantage for no reason when there shouldn't be an advantage for a team that's down by a runner if it's tied in the late game and they don't earn that runner on second base, you change the game no matter what. Exactly. I mean, it, it's just not fun to watch either because you're like, all right, once the ninth, ninth inning's over and we go into the tenth, it's pretty much a crapshoot. I mean, all you have to do is, like Matt said, hit a ball to the outfield and you're going to score a run. I mean, like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, from, like, the amount of time that I have to actually, like, watch baseball and stuff like that, if there's, like, a bunch of different games on, if I'm not particularly interested in one, if one of them is in extra innings, that's the one I'm probably going to wind up watching. And that's just because, like, I like I love watching how, like, the pitchers duel it out, like, to, to see who's going to strike out who and when. And then, like, I love seeing, like, how uptight and – stressed out everybody gets over like having runners on base and walking people and how everything plays into the final feelings of the game you know yeah exactly and then when when that's not earned i mean it's just kind of ridiculous so you're like like, i'm gonna put a runner runner on second second but it's no one's fault he's there yeah imagine uh how much that hurts a pitcher like Roldis chapman who has to walk a couple guys or give up a hit or so like just to get warmed up and then he gets out of a a tight situation like that that hurts his his game yeah exactly and there's no reason why that runner should be there it's just rob manfred's clown self trying to quote unquote speed up the game and make more people like it when in reality he's not acquiring any more fan interest as well as deadening the fan interest that he already has and souring relationships with the players in the league yeah i don't like rob manfred (laughs) if you can't tell oh yeah well i mean like I mean, let's be honest, like during football season, we get all the games on TV and everything like right now we can barely even get two games on on TV to watch. It's kind of ridiculous that we can't even like watch any out of market games. Like I live in New York and I can't watch the Yankees. Yeah, that's the whole MLB. (laughs) That's ridiculous. I I can't watch the Mets because I live and I live in New York. Like, come on. Exactly. Like and if because, I'm, if and I'm, because they want people to get like these specialized packages so you yeah. can watch your favorite teams. And it's like, well, the baseball fans don't want to watch just one team. Exactly. Every, we want to watch every team. Exactly. That's spot on. I think they're trying to change the game so it can be more like the NBA or NFL who have, who have a little more viewers maybe or national attention. Um, there's only so much you can change in the game for it to just kind of be ridiculous. Not the same game anymore. I mean, you exactly. don't want to sell out. I feel like Manfred is selling out to try to make the most money as possible when he, he should be carrying 
respecting the game rather. I really feel like changing the mound would be a terrible idea just because, I mean, like there's no reason, like, there's nothing been saying like, Oh, if we move the mound forward, it's going to make, it's going to make more people hit the ball faster, or it's going to make people strike out faster. It's not saying that. And if we move the mound back, what's it doing anyways? Like it's in the perfect spot. It's not like people are in a dangerous position being in one way or the other. If anything, people are so adjusted to this. I mean, they're, what are they going to do? Change the way that everybody pitches down to the, like the high school level where everybody's throwing from 90 feet. Yeah. I right. mean, you're moving mounts back. They're going to be throwing slower. I mean, they're going to have more walks, I would guess, since they're further away. And think about all these people that have like Ryan who have been playing this game for how many years and then they go and change it. Like even yeah. if you move the mound back six inches, it's going to make a huge difference in how he has to throw compared to everybody else. It, like everybody's going to have to make an adjustment to it. Yeah. These guys have been learning this their whole life and you know, they're just gonna have to scrap it and start all over. I, I straight up wouldn't watch baseball. If they move the mound back, I will not, I will boycott baseball and not watch it. I'm not kidding. That would be absolutely yeah. ridiculous. You can also think that it might, it might lead to more injuries as well when they're taking the pints our way and moving the, the mounds back. I mean, these guys could start getting hurt more. Yeah. Pitchers will have a, a tough time staying healthy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they wouldn't do anything just yet. I think they'd test it out. They have like a, it's pretty much like a quote unquote lab league where they test all this stuff out um, called the Atlantic league. And they just kind of go and do funky, you know, rule stuff that they're playing with for the MLB. I know they tried robot umps. They, the, uh, runner on second for extra innings rule started there. So they'll definitely, we'll see it before and they'll definitely, definitely tinker with it there. Speaking of robot umps, what are your thoughts on uh, changing the, the game a little bit then and removing the uh, umps? I, you got to have the human component umps, even if they're bad, even if they're bad for your team, you, you got to stick with it. I think eventually they will have robot umps and it's inevitable and it'll suck, but I still would watch the game as opposed to if they move the mound back, but. Yeah, I feel as though still at the end of the day, even if they had robotic umps, there still should be able to be challenges. And yeah, I you'd feel have like, to have umps there. Like, I don't feel like you should be able to argue balls and strikes per se, but I feel like you should be able to. There should be a lot more things that you should be able to argue in the game of baseball that they that are just not allowed to right now. <laughs> and if we put robotic umps in the game and we just say, okay, that's what if he, whatever he, the call that makes, that's what the call is going to be. I don't think that's a good outlook for anything because when we go back and watch all these replays and then we see these guys are blatantly safe or blatantly out, people are going to start getting upset about that and stop watching the game all over again. Yeah. Yeah. You guys know how the robot umps would work. I, I read about this. So it, it would still be a real umpire there behind the plate, but they'd have, I don't think it's a buzzer, but they have some sort of system that would relay f from the computer to them. I, it might honestly be another person like human, like in New York or something in the league office headquarters who would relay the call to the umpire who on the field would then make the call. So it wouldn't be them making it based on their eye view. It would be somebody relaying it from the computer of where the ball hit based on the computer. So I, I think that'd still be weird with umpire still there. Right. I always thought that it would be cool to see if they could put like the strike zone on the jumbotron in stadiums to see like live where the pitch was. And if it was a striker ball, I think they, they could do that as well. 
Yeah, that, that'd be an option. Have you also seen they started doing the, um, on the broadcast, they've started showing the pitch type as well, which has been kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, even though something like that's wrong sometimes, but it's still cool to see those. Yeah. And most people won't know it's wrong though. It's only people like us who actually know, like, you know, pitch movements <laughs> will right. pick up what it is and be like, Oh, well, that doesn't look right. But yeah, it's a, it's a nice touch. Any other words about any game changes? We can move on to um, record predictions or hot teams right now or hot players right now in the league. Well, I mean, we can talk about Wander Franco. <laughs> yeah. Wander Franco just hit his first home run and uh, first MLB hit against Boston three run shot to tie the game at the trop. Did you guys see the guys at the trop were or the fans were filing in for this game? There was actually quite a, a bit of fan support, which was interesting. It's nice to see that all these places are able to get fans back in there again. Oh yeah. It's been awesome to see packed houses. All the, if you guys watch playoff hockey, I know Ryan did a little bit of that. I don't know how much you've watched of it, but a little I mean, bit stadiums being packed things are loud the islanders the nassau coliseum they are absolutely rowdy there it's awesome to see yeah um so if we can jump into like you said records and hot teams so i know on my podcast we did some early predictions and everything and a lot of my stuff has been very wrong Um, my al east (laughs) particularly is pretty pretty rough i think i had the red sox finishing in fourth with Tampa Bay in third and Toronto and New York in second, first. And that's pretty much flipped upside down at this point. So yeah. the AL East, I mean, the Red Sox have done a lot better than anyone expected. And the Rays are just a roller coaster, man. Like the Rays won what I think they won 15 of, the, of like 18. And now they've lost like six straight and they lost on three straight walk-offs to the Mariners. Yeah. I think since glass now went down, they've been losing like a bunch yeah. of games. Yeah. So well, also the Red Sox, their their pitching was pretty good for the whole year, and I think they're just starting to slow down a little bit now. I mean, they honestly haven't really had like a complete pitching staff. They have had you. I mean, everybody kind of. It, it was kind of iffy, but I mean, like Evaldi was the last person to, like have like a decent start for them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like they're gonna inch Chris Sale back in, especially since they're in first place right now. There's no yeah. reason for them to bring him back at any type of. Yeah, he just fast, threw. Right? Uh, I think he threw a simulated game today, so he's almost. Yeah, back. he he's on he's on his way. He'll be here soon, which kind of stinks. Uh, they got a big series against New York. I know we're all New York fans. Uh, this weekend, yeah. I'm actually going to the Sunday uh, noon or one o'clock game at Fenway with uh, Cole pitching. So that'll be awesome. Right, awesome. Who's pitching for the Red Sox that day? I'm not sure yet. Um, so I think Rodriguez, I don't know their pitching rotation, but Rodriguez is pitching tonight against Tampa Bay. Yeah. I, I know they have Rodriguez, Richards. Perez. Perez. Eovaldi. And Eovaldi. Honestly, it might be Rodriguez because it'd be five days past and Cole's pitching tonight too, which means he's pitching on Sunday. Yeah. So, yeah, it might it might be Rodriguez-Cole. So that'll be a good matchup. One o'clock start. I'm going with, uh, you guys know Steve, our neighbor. And uh, yeah. my girlfriend, so that'll that'll be a sweet game to go to. Also, the, another team, uh, the Orioles, they've been terrible as expected. Oh yeah, really. yeah, everybody expected them to come mm-hmm. in fifth. The Red Sox, um, you guys seeing them stay at the top for the whole season, or you think they'll slow down? I think it, I think we're going to see a lot of movement between the top of between the top three teams. Honestly, even I mean, like I. I know that I just went to the Red Wings game a couple of days ago and got to see George Springer. And I mean, even he was looking pretty oh, good that's sweet. the first I mean, couple of days. 
in his first couple, like, like I saw him swinging the bat, and he swung the bat pretty freaking well. Yeah, and it'll like, be four honestly, teams, if they bring back like Toronto's lineup is pretty scary. Like yeah. on, I like when they come back, like I think it's going to be pretty tight going into October. Definitely, Toronto. I mean that the AL East is going to be a mosh pit. Four teams, yeah, all, all four teams have a shot. Yeah, and they've been going through some injuries too. A bunch of their pitchers right now. Yep, a lot of their pitcher rotation. Springer, Merriweather, um, Dolis yep. just went down again. Yep, um, and then who is the other pitcher? Um, Nate Pearson's been oh, gone. Oh, um, Stephen Matz, he's on the COVID list. Yep, Pearson so has pitched healthy, all year. Their top prospect. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Once he gets healthy too, throw him in there. And then they can easily make yeah. a run for And then, yeah, Vladdy oh. Jr. is having an MVP season. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> Along with, you know, Bichette being he's Bichette. Going, he's a certified all, all-star. Oh, no, yeah. All-star. I mean, their line, if they keep, if their lineup can continue to hit how they have been, I mean, there's no reason why any of these four teams could not jump to the top into the one, number one spot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean they're all sitting if it wasn't for Shohei, them. Vladdy would easily have the MVP locked up at this point, too. Right. Absolutely. Oh, that'd be interesting to see a, a Vladdy versus Shohei home run derby. If, I uh, know. If Vladdy said he's it. not participating, though. That was yesterday. Uh, yeah, Vladdy said he was out, which kind of stinks, but that would have been entertaining. Also, Judge said he's not going to do it unless it's in um, Yankee Stadium. Uh, please, the home run derby again. please have another one at Yankee Stadium. That'd be awesome. Well, I mean, I know that this is like a fi- – I know that this is definitely like a few years too late, but like what do you got- – how do you guys feel about like them changing the home run derby, like from how it used to be to how it is now? Oh, this is that's it's awesome now. I feel like we've had this conversation off like recording, but it's it's the change like off and awesome. on like a little bit. I don't know if we've all had it together though. Yeah, I like it. I, mean, I think it makes the uh, home run derby a little more uh, exciting with the uh, instead of the outs. Now you got the timer. Yeah, um, it's kind of changes a little, a little bit where they have to kind of. Your pitch, um, you have to think up. about your pitcher a little bit more. In right. Yeah. Some guys have to slow down and go at a slower pace throughout the whole time, not burn out quickly. I think it makes it pretty entertaining, especially with all the power hitters nowadays. I mean, you're seeing some moonshots now. Agreed. I'd really like to see some of like, I would love to see some like of like the giant name players get involved in the home run derby, though. Like, I remember when like, Judge was in there with Gary Sanchez back right. when they were like two of the hottest names in the league. Right. Yeah. But like, I'd like to see like Fernando Tatis in there, Vladimir Guerrero, even though it probably would never happen. It would be still really cool to see them in the home run derby together. I'm surprised nothing's been said on Tatis. I feel like they'd invite him. He's one of the home run leaders. I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll wait and see. That'll be interesting. Even if, you know, Shohei and Tatis go against each other. It's in, uh, Colorado this year, right? Yeah, so the home run derby is going to be extra nice. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a really good one this year. Oh, yeah. Um, another team we can talk Ooh. about, too, is the Atlanta Braves in the NL East. They've, I mean, they went to, what, they were in the um, ALC, or NLCS last year, and they're just they're yeah. terrible this year. I think they're in third or fourth. Right, you got Acuna and Albies are carrying them right now. Yeah. Um, with, yeah, Acuna went down. Uh, their pitching is not the same this year as it was last year. Which is surprising. And Ozuna had that domestic violence issue. He, we won't see him again. I don't think right. in the league. I don't think we'll see him at all. I think he's and what, what exactly was that about? I heard about him. He choked out and threatened to kill his, his wife, I think. Right? Yeah, I believe so. I, I didn't read too much into it, but it's it's just more of that ridiculous domestic violence stuff that shouldn't be tolerated. It should be a zero tolerance 
policy in the MLB. Right. It should not be all like a 80 game suspension or 60 yeah. game suspension. Like just be like, if, if you're going to go and hit, you know, your family, your wife, your kid, just, just get out of the sport. We don't want you. Like that's right. not, that's not what the MLB like holds as its values. And it, it just shouldn't be it, zero tolerance, just right. as like sexual Absolutely. abuse and all that, all, all that stuff should just be zero tolerance. Yeah. Well, we got any other uh, teams we want to talk about or we can go into the NBA or NFL. Um, Give me, oh, another one we can do is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> Yo, so that. check out this stat. I pulled this stat off of Twitter yesterday. The Yankees, since May 21st, have sc- had more triple plays than the Diamondbacks have won games. Yeah, I, I did How that. ridiculous <laughs> is that? Since May 21st, the Yankees have turned three triple plays. The Diamondbacks have only won two baseball games. Yeah, they were like, what? Two and twenty-three or something, two twenty-five, and they finally won yesterday. Absolutely horrid, just season. They a lot. They've had a lot of pitching injuries. I'm through. I think four fifths of their rotation is out. I think it's we Luke Weaver, um, Bumgarner went down, Gallons down. Yeah, and they're just they're struggling. Like I feel for it, but come on. I mean, you're playing worse than the Orioles. They might be training David Peralta soon. Oh, they should unload Peralta. everybody. They should unload Ketel Marte, Eduardo Escobar, Peralta. Yeah. All those guys should be gone. They should honestly yeah, our, get unload Gallon at this point, too. And get as much value from their guys as they can. Exactly. Just draft a new team. Pretty much. I mean, also, I mean, like, I don't think we could really talk about baseball without talking about Mr. Jacob DeGrom either. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, Grom I mean, has a some crazy Grom stats. In our fantasy oh baseball. yeah, I've I finessed Grom out of a trade from actually one of our other buddies, uh, Stam, like first year of the league, and I was like, oh, I'll take Degrom, and that was when he was doing okay, and I'm like, that was the best trade I ever made in my life. Jacob Degrom <laughs> is just a zeros machine. The guy is going to be a Hall of Famer. He has the chance if he stays healthy to be one of the best pitchers to ever pitch ever. I don't disagree with you. Not at He's all. He's incredible. He is absolutely incredible. I still it's think it's just, it's just absolutely incredible that somebody that also can go up and hit the ball is still lowering his ERA from a yes. point. It, like it, every time we watch him, it's just his ERA is going down just another 0. 0.03 right. or something like that. And it's just like, how? And it's at 0. 0.5 right now, right? Like, yeah, how it's at 0.5. It's incredible that people are not able to hit the are not like I found I it's crazy I it's crazy. I think you're right, Matt. You're you're speechless. You're you're wordless, pretty much. That, <laughs> yeah, that's, that pretty really, much sums I mean, it up. What can you really say? Like I am surprised that none of these teams are able to hit him, but at the same time, like he's got no bad. He's days. insane. Yep. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, like, like everybody takes days off. Everybody has a bad day. He's just like no. And these teams have seen him for years now, too. He's just like, I'm going to throw you the baseball. You're going to swing and miss at it. And, you know, you're going to like it. That's really what he says. And then everybody just kind of looks at him like, okay, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. um, Also, what was I about to say? I was, well, I was going to say, like, I was kind of, I'm kind of waiting to see, like, what happens with DeGrom, like, with, like, the whole board substance thing, like, not meaning to circle back to it. But, I mean, I'm, I'm like, not that I'm saying like he does or anything like that, 
but like I'm just curious to see like what happens over the next few weeks with him. Like if that would throw his game off or anything with them checking him, would are people assuming that he is or anything like that? You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was he yeah, was a ahead, pitcher man. check for four and seven. I would like I would want. I'm very excited. I'm excited to see how well he's gonna do over the next few months, especially with everything going on involving pitchers, especially. Yeah, he started out well. He threw five innings last night of no earned run ball and struck out six. So he's off to a good start. Well, yeah, we could also talk about how bad the Mets are as well. How he's he needs to be on another team. Yeah, he's yeah. literally Mets never do him justice. Yeah, the Mets don't give him help. Francisco Lindor's game pay way too much money to just now be playing well. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's any other teams that are really. Big story lines. I mean, right you talk now. about Shohei. Now he's he's been yeah. having his season. Yeah, I mean but, the guy's incredible. I mean Shohei. I mean like it's. I mean he's saying it for himself. I mean who else is hitting as many home runs and pitching as well as he yeah, is? Exactly. Absolutely who else has twenty two home runs and strikes out you know six hitters and in six innings the next day, and that or you know goes and pitches and then plays right, right field, and hits a home run. Yeah, like, you, you just it doesn't happen. I think he's right up there with uh, Vladdy Jr. for MVP. I, I think he's over Vlad Jr. for the MVP. If you can, if you can look at me and say that Vladdy is more valuable with his, you know, I th- I mean, he's hitting well above Otani's batting average, but Otani still has him in the home run race, and Vladdy can't go out there and you know be your number two starter every day either. So, right. I mean, MVP is most valuable to the team. And if the Angels didn't have Shohei, I think they'd be the Diamondbacks right now. And they would I think be the only way not exciting that, and not worth watching. Yeah. To be honest with you, I think the only way Vladdy wins MVP is if uh, he hits like 10 more home runs than anybody, than the next person in the league. That's the if, only if way. If he breaks the 70 plateau, if he breaks the 70 plateau, I'll consider it. Yeah. I mean, you would have to by then. Right. I mean, Otani's out here throwing – Otani's probably on pace for what, like 100, 120 innings, and you know, I personally sub three ERA to really bounce back and be as well and do as well as he is doing. Uh, We got to remember he's only like 23. I thought he was a lot older, but he's very young still, and he's been here for a couple of years. Usually, you will get the. I think he's he's from Japan, right? Yeah, he's he's Japanese. Usually, yeah. Usually, you see those guys come over at like age twenty eight or twenty nine. Yeah, because they've been playing Japanese league the whole their whole career. But he's he came over early and he's made an impact early. The only thing that would hurt his stock or game in general is if, if he gets injured again. I mean, yeah. Last year and the year before that, it's been a problem for him. But we can see now what he can do while he's healthy. Absolutely. If the Angels and I mean the Angels are. I mean, they do a pretty good job of keeping their guys healthy, I'd say. I'd say Mike Trout has had a pretty healthy career right? Yeah, over definitely. the years. So it's not like he's in like a place that is going to like work the hell out of him. Yeah, exactly. He's probably going to work it just as much as he wants to. We forget, too, that he was a star in Japan in the Nippon Professional League before he came here, too, for like a, at least a couple of years. So for him to be yeah. so young doing that, like, you know, he was probably doing that at like 16, 17 years old. And Nippon is, I'd say the Nippon professional is probably second or third to the MLB in like, as in like most competitive leagues in the world. So yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. I think them and the KBO are really up there in at least top five. So if he can go and dominate, there's a 16, 17 year old. And now he's coming here only 23 doing this. 
I don't want to see what he's like when he's 27, or at least I want him to be on right. the Yankees at that he's point. He's not even in his prime yet. <laughs> exactly. I, I want him to be on the Yankees so he doesn't terrorize him at that point. But yeah, like, whether the Angels. he was a front runner until he said that he didn't want to go to a big market team. And that, that angers me too because he went to Los Angeles, which is a right. big market. So <laughs> I, it just doesn't make sense. And I hated him for a while for it too, but I mean, the guy's too electric to hate on at this point. He's, he's right. Right. Player. You, you just got to enjoy him. It's pretty much like us watching LeBron right now and being like, wow, we were alive when LeBron was in his prime and, you know, playing his best. Right. That's the same thing for like Mike Trout and Otani. Right. Yeah. And Acuna as well. Yeah. Ronald, we're, we're blessed with so many of these awesome sports stars. I mean, even if you move to basketball too, like Luka Doncic, like we're watching some of the greatest players, like DeGrom, the, we're watching them, some of the greatest players to ever play in sports right now. Well, and then, and the thing is, is that we're seeing a lot of these guys that are young superstars. They're not like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like in like the Michael Jordan era, it was kind of like the older guys were the guys that like kind of ran the league. Now it's like, the new, newer, younger guys are expected to have an impact the second they join a team. You're I mean, baseball, right. not baseball, not exactly, but football and basketball, especially you're expect, if you're in the t- first couple of rounds, you're expected to be a instant impact to the game. The right. second you're on the field or court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We can move on to the NBA after that. And with that concludes the first part of a two part series I want to thank you guys for joining me today. We talked about the MLB and sort of the ins and outs of the games, the status of the game, um, some teams that are hot and some players that are hot. But for next episode, we're going to be talking about the NBA and the NFL. So I hope you guys can tune into that one and enjoy that one as well. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening today, and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.